This is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast, hosted by Roman Prokopchuk, bringing you all things digital marketing, tech, business, and motivation. What's stopping you from becoming relentless in all aspects of life? Are you ready to become a digital savage? Let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone, this is Roman Prokopchuk and this is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast. Today I have with me Noah Ronan. Noah is a speaker, leadership and business certified coach, author, disruptor, and coffee lover. Noah brings more than 20 years of experience in change management, human resources, project management, and coaching. Noah is the author of the book, Beyond Leadership, From Awareness to Awareness, Dare to Be the Leader You Can Be. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Roman. I appreciate that. My pleasure. So tell me a little bit about your journey. How did you get to where you are today? So I will start with probably the question that shows up the moment I open my mouth, especially when I live here in the U.S. And that's where from. So originally I'm from Israel. My husband and I moved a job opportunity for my husband um, about 14 years ago. And we started in New York City, Brooklyn. And um, before the move, I worked in, I, I started my journey actually in the army because in this, in Israel, you have to um, go to the army. So I started there in training and my path was training, change management and human resources inside organizations and corporates and outside. And then with two little kids, we decided to move on a three years adventure of relocation, not even, you know, immigration or something like that. And I thought it would be very easy. I had executive experience, an MBA, uh, the big city. And then I, as they say, reality strikes and um, no real um, opportunity, as I expect, came on my way. And... I was lost, as I say, in the woods of Brooklyn for, um, I can, I can admit it was about five years of being lost. Uh, and suddenly from being a person that leads people change, I was lost in my own change. And I did almost every mistake possible that now gives me the tool to, to help other people, um, go through obstacles. So um, in that space of being lost and not finding anything important, um, I started blogging and blogging then 14 years ago was kind of like podcasting today. And from that, um, actually the creativity, and I think it also happens right now, we are in this COVID-19 coronavirus space, Um, In that being lost, that creativity of wanting to write for many years, uh, people start connecting with me and then people asked me to start coaching them. And it was weird because it was different people reaching out to me at the same week asking me to coach them. And 
I knew consulting, I knew training, I knew human resources. Actually, I thought coaching is kind of like a scam, but I became curious um, and I decided to get trained as a coach and get certified. And I, I became really hooked with coaching and start coaching people. I started very simple with people around me and now I'm back to work with corporate people and six years ago uh, we moved again from New York City to North Carolina so now I'm in North Carolina totally different experience and uh, what was funny is that um, when I started coaching people start asking me uh, and telling me you're very inspiring where where can we hear you speaking and I said come on English is my second language um, but I never had a problem of speaking in front of it, of people. What was really my challenge and what made me feel lost for so many years uh, with the move was that English was my second language. And it played in my head a big part. And um, But that encouragement brought me to start speaking and now I'm a keynote speaker and I start speaking, people ask me, so where is the book? So now I also have the book. So that's kind of like the story that brought me to where I am today. And I think that when people hear me speaking about uh, overcoming obstacles or leadership, Underneath there is that um, unconscious, uh, you know, the, the story that I'm not talking about, which, or at least the message I'm not about, which is if she was able to do that with her second language, um, I can do it with my first in a way. So that's kind of like, I hope it wasn't too long, <laughs> but that was the path of the last 14 years. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think people, uh, like you said, even with uh, just being native English speakers still kind of have a fear of sharing or speaking, even though, you know, they may have a story to share. I think everyone has, you know, their own expertise and can share something and add value. But, you know, there, I think there's a study out that uh, people were surveyed that they're afraid of public speaking more than they would be of dying. So it's just one of those things where... I think there are a lot of people with a lot of, you know, story, stories to share and insights to add, but they can't get over that kind of initial hurdle. And, you know, me being an immigrant, I came to the U.S. when I was five. So, you know, I naturally kind of lost an accent because I learned that language, you know, in uh, kindergarten and primary school. So my my brain got, you know, wired that way. But I know a lot of people that immigrate to the US or just come here in terms of work visas or different situations that they are self-conscious and, you know, in the back of their mind think, you know, what people are thinking of them in terms of their accent, that kind of stuff. So that's oftentimes a hurdle to, uh, you know, to undertake that. It's, it's a huge hurdle. Some of the people I work are expatriates and they can be people, uh, one of my clients was a general manager in in France and he came here and it's like I, I can't do it again and it's that walking with them you know step by step and saying hey I did that you can do it too and he's working right now in a great position um, so it's it doesn't matter where you come from what where you started and no matter how many um, native um, um, uh, English speakers will English is amazing it's not relevant to the person that um, live in their second language because for me, uh, um, speaking 
it was always my forte. Since um, talking about life journey, I knew in the playground that I was a leader. I knew that my forte was when I was speaking to a group of people, I have the ability to inspire or influence them. I knew that when I was a soldier in the army with the officers, I knew that when I sat in the boarding room when I was 24, changed management consultant, sitting with CEOs and VPs, and never had the fear of, of the title. I knew that I opened my mouth and I do my thing and uh, people mostly follow my ideas, not always, but they listen. And suddenly the, the, there was this new thing of people saying pardon and excuse me and I felt that I became handicapped in a way because I've I've been taken the thing that was my strength so um, I was and that's the real thing that I'm helping people right now is that I am um, taking them through that hurdle of of that internal voice telling them you are not able to do that because um, because that was that that place that was in my way um, I, I can't speak because it's my second language I can't be a coach because it's my second language so yeah yeah and th- I mean that's the the biggest uh, barrier or hurdle in terms of reaching something, achieving something, or doing, you know, something new is yourself. So getting out of your own head and kind of taking that path to uh, uncertainty, because obviously human beings love being kind of comfortable and set in a routine. And when you get taken taken out of it, you get uncomfortable. But within that kind of uncomfortable, uh, you know, state, that's when kind of the growth happens. Yes. And in, in my book, I really, you know, the book, I aware less to awareness but in the middle there is the aware mess and we see that a lot right now right like when i ask people um um when you know all the things you were thinking or about you never have done because you had to perfect them or all the things that you were trying to avoid suddenly in today's situation where we all feel somewhat of survival right suddenly we are willing to get and that was the part for me, I think, with the blogging, that it was the first time I was willing to get messy and be creative. And from that creativity, um, I, I started creating connections with other people. And uh, But the first step before you're willing to do that and, and experiment and, and become messy is that part that you isolate yourself. You kind of like put yourself aside. You, you don't connect with people. You try to figure it out, but on your own, with your own messiness until you're willing to move to that experimentation part. I hope it makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. And I agree with that. So what motivates you to succeed? That's a good question. I, I think for me, um, it changed, you know, when when I, in my 20s, it was to be on, you know, at the top in a way. Today, my motivation is to see others inspired, to see, you know, I, I, I say that some people are in the gray color, and for me to see a person that is able to look at their their situation from a perspective that motivates me. And 
And what happens in the, you know, the process of working with many people is that I realized that many times, and I think, you know, that was my, my space too, is that the problem is not really in the problem when, when we're stuck. The problem is in our solution. We are stuck with the solution, not with the problem. And I will try to explain that because it's it's kind of like a thing that I start seeing as a pattern. So many times we say, this is my problem, and we approach that from that space. But when I start talking with people, and it can be on stage, and it can be one-on-one or with groups, you realize that they are stuck with solution. So for example, uh, I can't be a good manager like uh, my and that lead the team before me. He was a great communicator and I'm not. And that's why we don't move into action or taking any action because this is how we see the solution. And um, uh, the same thing with um, not moving into taking action because I believe that there is a specific solution that can solve that problem and then I don't take any action. So for me, coming to people and say, hey, um, is there a third solution to the problem? So if you feel like you only influence in, in the meeting room, is that always how you influence or that's the only way you can and apparently they realize that mostly they influence in one-on-ones so why are you focusing on the big room you're better on influencing and making a shift and impact when you're doing the one-on-ones so um, when we are stuck with that one solution we don't move because we are we are in a self-limiting belief that this is the only way to to solve the problem yeah i agree and obviously you know people can reach the same destination and overcome something or if you obviously have a group setting and you bring people together have kind of different mindsets each of them may have a solution that's different but it doesn't mean it's wrong it still gets you to kind of the same destination yeah and that's why we enjoy so much working with other people right because we do get stuck on on how we see things and and about our perspective and suddenly when we sit with other people in the room we we can hear other perspectives we haven't thought about and that's why i am i really like the mastermind you know process of sitting with other people because i feel like people always get stuck in their head with one perspective and then when you sit with other people it's the same right with podcasting suddenly you hear a different voice and say hmm I haven't thought about it this way. How about I approach it from that path rather than focusing on that specific path that gets me nowhere? Yeah, I agree. And humans are obviously kind of social beings, so we kind of need interaction also. And like you said, I think the best way to kind of refine an idea is get locked in a room with, you know, X amount of people, 10 people. You know, this is my idea. This is my direction. And I think in an hour or two, you're going to get a lot further than you would have by yourself maybe weeks, months, or even years in terms of concept. Yeah, yeah. And and it's interesting because when we go through many times, we have the tendency, when we go through change, we have the tendency to isolate ourselves. But then um, we realize it's really hard to do it alone. So, so that's when creativity will show up or our connection, just reaching out to other people and asking for help. Um, and we, we all experience why right, the social isolation right now. We all realize how much of social people we are and how much we need the connection with other people. Um, it brings a sense of joy to what we do. 
Yeah, I agree. So what's one thing you may have seen as a weakness in yourself in the past that you've turned around and utilized as a strength today? So I think the being different, um, you know, every, every time I open my mouth, I, I don't look different in a way. Uh, we don't have the video today, but I don't look different when you look at me. But the moment I open my mouth, you know I'm different. And it, it brought a lot of self-limiting beliefs. And, and I feel like this is part of why, why I do this work and why I wrote the book is that whenever I, I open my mouth, I ask myself what the other person is thinking about me. What, what, is their, um, what are their thoughts about me because I sound different and how does it impact what I do? Um, so I, I try to fight that being different. And then I realized that many people actually they enjoy that I have the different perspective, that I have the different voice and actually I always I what I realized you know now now when I look back I can tell you it wasn't that English is my second language why in, that that I was able to you know express myself in my first language better than in English that that was the reason that people were listening to me it was my message or or the way I am connecting with people um, as, as a human being that people want to listen to my ideas and going through, you know, understanding that it's not about how I say the things, but how I connect with people and my ideas that people want to, um, to listen to me. And that's where I shifted the perspective about being different and made me made it part of my brand, made it part of, um, as I say, I'm, I, I embraced the, the being different rather than it. And, and I believe many times when you stop fighting something uh, and find peace with it is, is when you grow, when you take that leap. Um, but that's being different. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And I think like you mentioned, I think it's important to your personal brand. If you have a business, your business in general, kind of what that's what makes you unique whether it be you know an accent uh, an accent things you went through things you may not you know want to share or things that are still kind of like dwelling with you all of that kind of makes who you are and all of that is part of the story that finds you so i think it's kind of important to i guess come to terms with it in a way and you know don't be afraid of it mm -hmm. yeah you know, I, I say you probably cannot let go of fear. Uh, fear stopped me for a long time from doing things. And it was really weird for me because um, I was such an air, such an act person. And the, the, the move to the U.S. Um, stopped me from actions. I was pretty much in the frozen part in my life. Uh, my emotions and my thoughts, or as I call it, my being, the emotions and thoughts, I see them as the being part, were taking over, and I didn't see any actions. And I believe many times when we don't see actions or we or we see it all day, we don't see results, it's because we just 
do without engaging being part and um, my fear was so strong that I, I just couldn't take on actions or even when I took actions they didn't show any results so today what I believe that we can't really you know I, I my my perspective then was that I will wait for my fear to disappear but it didn't I had to learn how to work and walk with the fear and while being afraid I couldn't let go of the fear I have to I had to do all this all the time things while being afraid um, so at least this is for me the distinction that um, you know what you said about we need to stop being afraid so it's hard so for me at least it's hard so I I, I had to learn how to work with my fear and keep walking slowly while being afraid and then the fear gets smaller and smaller and But um, at least as business owners, and I think it also happens when you are um, in leadership positions, is that every time you think that's it, I confer there is a new thing you want to accomplish and a new fear <laughs> shows up. So it's kind of like a never-ending story. Yeah, and I think you know someone's always going to be afraid of something, so I think it's important to kind of, harness it uh, know it's there but don't let it kind of define you or hinder you or like stop you in your tracks yeah exactly um, but yeah first you need to that's why I call the awareness part is first you need to um, understand what is that thing that stops you what is that thing that um, keep you keeps you in the inconsistency in that you know that you don't see consistent results so that you are not able to move and Um, so, so that's probably the first step. I agree. So what's one piece of advice you may have for the audience, personal or professional? So, um, I think I'm going to talk about, um, just understanding that we all, I, I'm going to, you know, just stay with the theme that we are talking right now to keep it relevant. So, um, If you hear the voices there saying to you that you can't, if you hear the voice that is telling you that um, suddenly, how come, you know, kind of like that voice of how we're able to do something before and I'm not able to do it now, mostly it comes in times of change. Um, it's okay. We all have that, those voices. So first you need to identify what is that voice is telling you because we all have that and it's probably your inner critique or gremlin or saboteur which comes from the word sabotage so identify that that voice and what it tells you and understand that you cannot get rid of that voice kind of like you cannot get rid of of not you know of having moments of being said or having moments of um you being afraid there those are things that we cannot read off uh, but we can learn how to lower the volume so um, learning how to lower the volume of you know your emotions or your self-limiting thoughts or that mean voice that tells you that you can uh, or to lower the volume of the fear this is this is the work I believe that uh, we need to learn to do and remember that you Even when we learn to do that, when we are in moments of stress and distraction, we will go back to old behaviors. We, we will go back to what we did. So if, you know I call it the um, illusion of awareness um, that 
we believe we we learn how to be on the other side of the the world and 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 be that other person but we don't understand how come that we went back to all behaviors so please understand that when we are distracted and uh, stressed we go to whole behaviors and that's fine that's 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 okay uh, so just learn how to lower the volume again and go back to where you want to be um, so th- those are my two cents the illusion of awareness and um, we always go back so that's okay just teach yourself how to lower the volume yeah I agree and I think like you said I think people regress oftentimes when they're put under pressure or kind of a stressful situation and I think it's important to kind of understand it and, and develop self-awareness obviously as you get older and the experiences that you go through you become self-aware or hopefully you become self-aware and I think kind of self-awareness is is key in that process yeah and uh, and I I wish there was more conversation about that because there is a lot of conversation about being in the other side but when people get to the other side and then they have that going back, uh, they get upset with themselves. How come I'm not able to stay there? How come I'm not able to stick into my... And I think this is the missing piece that people don't understand. So don't don't give up when you did that amazing work to get to the other side of the bridge because we all do that. Um, so it, it's kind of like if you practice uh, meditation, right? We go in and out of that breathing and, and focusing on the breathing and then going out of that. That's okay. So it's the same with um, becoming better with what it, what is that you're trying to work on. And, and I wish there was more conversation about, hey, you learned that, but there will be moments that you will go back to old behaviors and don't give up. Just learn how to close that gap and make it faster that you go to the other side of the road. Um, so I hope if you hear me and um, you feel sometimes frustrated with yourself, please don't. <laughs> we all do that. Yeah, I agree. So I really appreciate you stopping by today. Can you let the audience know how they can find you? Sure. So um, my website, it's Noah, my first name, it's N-O-A, no age there. So Noah Ronen, R-O-N-E-N, coaching.com. Uh, so that's my website. I am on most of social media with the same handle name, Noah R Coach. So N-O-A-R Coach. Um, mostly you can see more of me on LinkedIn and my book on Amazon, Beyond uh, Leadership from Awareness to Awareness. Please buy the book. Awesome. Thanks again for stopping by. Thank you, Roman. I appreciate the conversation. This podcast has been brought to you by Nova Zora Digital. Find out how Nova Zora Digital can help your company grow online. Learn more at NovaZoraDigital.com. Until next time, all you digital savages.